Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome back to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 254. Hey, I'm Nick Morowski. This is a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, doing it live on Sunday nights. Back onto our Sunday night schedule uh, here on our Good Guys Talk Back YouTube channel. Find that, subscribe to it. We appreciate it. Audio is absolutely uh, everywhere. Uh, got uh, a whole lot of nothing uh, to talk about. No, we've got some. We've got some warm bodies that the, that the White Sox have signed. Uh, uh, there's a, a hint at the promo schedule dropping very soon, and, uh, and a whole bunch of other fancy. <laughs> yeah, get excited. Uh, with me, as always, my very good friend uh, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Nick, the the flurry and splashes continue from Chris Getz. I, I'm ready to put out there. You know the tweet, Chris Getz with the greater than sign oh, Rick Hahn. Okay. you think yeah. it's too oh. early to call it well he, here's the thing pat are you looking at uh, quality quantity you oh, know, just because, quantity just you know quantity. Deal. as many as you can sign as many people uh, as you can sign to one year 1.1 million dollar deals then i yeah. think that equals success yeah uh here are the Dodgers just just before we we fired up this episode. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, a, a gentleman that I know a lot of folks were like crossing the fingers. Maybe maybe the Sox are really going to do it. Maybe they're going to get uh, a proven outfielder to fill that void out there in right field. And the Dodgers are just like, look, we we just don't want some of, of the players out there. We want absolutely everyone. Okay, did did you? Where did you not understand that? I want every player that's out there. We're after every player. We're, we don't need to give up our prospects. We've got the money to do it, and we're just going to gobble up. Will it work? Who knows? But it, it sure is uh, fun watching this. Um, yeah. You know. They're, they are a, uh, a extremely overweight person at a buffet right now, just gorging themselves. They, they're, they've went from – Sitting at the table at a buffet restaurant, let's call it an old country buffet back in the mm. day, one of the finest yeah. establishments. By the way, if you ever catch <laughs> me at a bar sometime, I did take a date one time out to old country buffet. I may have mentioned this on this show before. Yeah. Um, uh, that didn't work out. Anyway, you the, the Dodgers are that fat person that just took the chair, went right up to the buffet and sat down. They're, yeah. They've got the the handkerchief with the napkin tied around their neck and the the fork and the knife in the hands like yeah. the old cartoon, and they mm. are just gorging themselves at the buffet, not even taking a plate back to a table. That's who they are, and they, they almost maybe de dessert first type of people. You know that go right to that soft well, serve that all you can you handle can do soft, soft serve whenever you want. You shimmy <laughs> that right in the middle of the meal if you want to. <laughs> Why would you have to wait? That's, it's there. That's I, that, exactly that, that's what the Dodgers are saying. It's like you know what? I'm just going right for the fun stuff. I'm going to go right for you know this unlimited. And, and you'd see the creations that people are making. You know, with with their soft serve, the tower soft serves, and it's just you know it, that's a veteran move. That's somebody that's been there before. And and the mm -hmm. the Dodgers organization is a veteran organization. They they've yeah. been through this, and they're not messing around. So. 
Uh, and they make nice cones too. They're they're the people that used to work at like a, a Frosty Tips or uh, a Dairy uh, Queen, and they do a really good job of yeah. making the cone. You ever see the yeah. people that try really bad and it just fails? It falls half. Well, head over, over to Sox Park uh, if you get the stomach for it uh, this summer to watch uh, the Royals White Sox, and you get maybe to a line or you get to a station where oh man, this person just does not have the background uh, on making a soft serve. You've got to make sure it's filled into the cone. you got to have a good base it, it, on it. Exactly. And you'll see it and it's not, and it's just hollow. No. It, it's a bunch of waste. And uh, what are you going to do? You know, are you going to complain? Um, of course not. So well, I, by the I'm way, questioning you, the training programs, no. uh, you know, and how they go through all of that, but that is, such is the White Sox. Um, you had mentioned if you're ever out to see uh Royals White Sox game, wouldn't that be just a scrimmage? That's not a, those, those, <laughs> it's just an inter- it's just friendly, you know? right? If it was a soccer it game, be, it'd be called a friendly. Be, is that the terminology? Yeah, it's a friendly. Uh, you know, just... I, I, I watched uh, all of Ted Lasso, uh, and I don't know if I picked up on still, I don't know if I understand the, the, the correct. I don't know what a friendly what really is. is. I just know it, it's kind of like it's a doesn't count type of thing. Yeah. It's just. We're all yeah. out here just to have a good time, I think. Mm-hmm. So if you know soccer okay. and you're out there, please uh, yeah. correct me. But help I believe that's out. what it was, image or a friendly between the Royals and, and the White Sox. Um, we, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little Royals stuff because the Sox, of course, dipped into the Kansas City, the wealth, the wealth of the mm-hmm. Kansas City uh, Royals and everything that they have and what they stand for. Um, you know, the bear season is now over, Pat, and, and I don't, I'm not going to go into too much. You know, we, we don't, we don't veer off from the white socks, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at that. Uh, we, we stay very sock centric, but bear season wraps up and, uh, eh, they gave it a go against green Bay, but it feels like, for, <laughs> I don't know. They made the drive anyway. <laughs> they made the drive. They showed they up the and they, they, uh, the they, drive. they the figured game. as long as we're here, we'll play. Why don't we uh, try this? Why don't we really try to do this? Um, lost the game, and th- that's it. You know, th- th- of course, that's uh, that's it for their season. And I had asked you a couple weeks ago when we broke bread uh, in person at Semino's and Jolie at a fine establishment, outstanding pizza out there. I said to you, who you are a much more passionate Bears fan than I am, mm-hmm. I said, well, well you know, if you're going to be bullish. Uh, on, of course, Gavin Sheets, but also a team, perhaps, uh, the Bears or the White Sox, who's got a brighter future right now. And you said, without even blinking, without even taking a, a breath, Bears. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could just kind of expand on that a little bit more. Well, I mean, it's going to be a fascinating, you talk about the offseason the Sox have had, which has been uh, bland, to say the least. It's just more about... Yeah. You know who might be traded, who might be the next to go, and and what you get back to those people. So, uh, you kind of are in ex- expecting what has happened to happen, right? A lot of one-year deals to just warm bodies coming in, um, just placeholders really for maybe this wave of some younger talent that's in the in the minor leagues. I was re- uh, reading a little bit of uh, about some of the the prospects that are in the system right now and some of the upside on those folks, but it's just a, this holding pattern. So there's not really much that you can, you know, put your, your thumb on and go, okay, this is going to be where the socks are going to be at next year. And I can get excited around this and I can see the bill right now. It's just kind of, bleh, it's very bland uh, with the bears. It's a little bit different of a, of a story just because 
you can see the foundation that has been built from a three-win team to a seven-win team, which is an improvement. There is The arrow is going up. There's a ton of cap room in terms of uh, spending that you can make this offseason still, even with probably having to resign uh, some guys. And the options you have in terms of the draft and the young talent that's there. So you have two picks right now in the top 10. And you've got another schedule that's kind of came out, you know, that's the teams are playing as out right now. You don't know what the schedule is, but it's going to be another last place, um, you know, schedule that they're going to be facing. So the optimism that I have, um, even though the question mark of the biggest position is, you know, still at quarterback with what you're hearing about what the, the, the bears could do in terms of trades or, you know, bringing in a new quarterback or what you could get in return for that pick or in return for Justin Fields. I think there's a lot there in terms of a team is really there. And we've seen, you know, um, you know, other guys come in in terms of quarterbacks and play really well out of the start. It doesn't have to be this, sit and wait for three years type of thing. So that's why I'm optimistic. Now I'm not going to go out above my skis and say that they're going to, you know, win the division next year and it's going to be, you know, on all sunshine and rainbows. But in terms of what I can see as far as a, a, a building towards something, I see it with the bears with the white Sox right now. I probably won't be able to really see it until next off season when you've got you know, the Montgomery's of the world, you know, up in, in, right, in playing yeah. with big clubs sure. and, and you kind of see what, you know, you got from these trades that you made and some that have happened and some that will happen. So that's my a, long a game that answer. we've, uh, a game that we've played before. Um, let's wait and see what we've got. What did we get in return? You know, how are they going to develop? Wait, just wait till these guys come up, watch out, watch out for this lineup. Uh, you know, we're not alone in talking about this and, and you're listening and you've been listening to White Sox stuff uh, all off season. That's where we're at. It's it's the game of what's the return? Could could the return be healthy enough for we're for, for C's, for example, that, you know, we're able to maybe compete 2025, 2026. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little uh, future socks. I want to, I want remind me, I want to talk a little bit about that uh, mm-hmm. later in this episode, make a little announcement uh, as we kind of talk other podcasts and this podcast. Um, okay. So Pat, uh, I, I wanted to say, uh, Hey, it's a national bobblehead uh, doll day, uh, national bobblehead. How did you celebrate day? national bobblehead yeah. day? With all your yeah, bobbleheads, yeah. Well, the White Sox they made a little tease and they they dropped uh, they dropped a, a photo of of what could be coming up here this season. And I've got I, I got uh, I got a prop here. So if you're if you're following us on the YouTube channel, uh, I've got this bobblehead right here. I don't know if you can see it. Oh um, yes, I can see it's very and, and I know last coming into view. Yeah, <laughs> the last Comiskey folks I know will enjoy this one. This is the like the old school, mm. um, you know, the, the curly Q and that one right there is one of my favorites because I found this on eBay several years ago, uh, and got that on resale, but I had one of these when I went to a game as mm-hmm. a young kid, you know, and they, you, they were selling these Do you remember these. It's like, these are, these are like those bubble bodies or whatever you want to call them. Like yeah. they're not, they're not looking like how they, they are right now no, 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 no. with all their graphics and everything. So yeah, I mean, that no- one right there, Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say I had the exact same one. I, I don't believe yeah. it survived uh, myself and my my two brothers. I think it. They're they're very fragile. Yes. You know, ceramic. I mean, they're mm -hmm. they're not the the ones that they're putting out right now are are, are pretty durable. Uh, you know, plastic. Like I'm not saying they're in. You know, they can be they can be torn apart, but um, you know, they they different, much mm -hmm. different than than what they were years ago. So that was that that's a prize. I'm definitely a collector. I'm a bobblehead. You know, uh, collector. A lot of the the giveaways, though, like that's my main thing is the stadium giveaways. And I've got way too many that I should have, but it's a thing that that's that's my jam. Uh, so the White Sox released and then we kind of joked about it, you know, in previous episodes. What are you going to promote with this team? Yeah. You know, it's just going to be a bunch of Luis Robert Jr. stuff, you know, in different uniforms and different, you know, uh, batting, fielding. And sure enough. Uh, the White Sox on their uh, Twitter X page uh, released a uh, Luis Robert Jr. in the outfield, you know, an action pose. Uh, I, he might have had a gold glove on his hand as he is a gold glove winner. And uh, so that that is going to be something that's a giveaway this season. And the White Sox said that the full promo or may, maybe just a half promo, sometimes they do it in halves, uh, half of a promo schedule coming out this week. Anything that you're you're looking for Pat in terms of not just bobbleheads, uh, as I know that's not a big thing for you, but promos, things that you definitely want to make sure they keep. Maybe you know, you know what, do away with something, or maybe uh, you know, create a new uh, a promo night. Wow, that's a that's a good question. That's a lot, right? You there. know, I you know I do enjoy uh, the bobbleheads, but more for my kids. Uh, you know, they're they're more in, in the specialty ones. So if it's you know, it's a, if it's a Marvel night, a Star Wars night, that's where where I would uh, my interest would be would be drawn to. So those types of things I'm in for, and I'm always appreciative of you when you've helped me out with the with the bobblehead situation, and anybody that's uh, willing to give those away. Um, they do. That is one area. We I mean we've talked about it before. That is one area in which the White Sox I think thrive. There there are some things that this organization does really well, and their promotional stuff that they do. Brooks Boyer in charge of that kind of team up there does a fantastic job of putting some cool stuff out there and doing some cool nights. Um, I think I've always enjoyed. Maybe of course you more so than I have, but Elvis night has always been a fun night just because of. You know, that's been a tradition that's that's kind of gone on for a long, long time. I know a lot of people and, and you as a huge dog person love dog days and they do multiple of those. So uh, those are fun for people with dogs. I think that's a great uh, thing to continue to do. I don't personally have a dog, but I know that uh, those that do and are, are enthusiasts of them, uh, again, as you are, are uh, big dog day uh, type people. Yeah. Um, I do, do like this. Especially, that, way, yeah. What's that? You can do away with Dog Day, but you can? Sydney said, "Bring back Dollar Dog Wednesday. Get 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 rid of the you know the bring your dog to the game. Bring back Dollar Dog Wednesday." Well, you could that, do that, and you could bring. I think Coke is the the official soft drink, so you could bring back like I think it was Half Price Pepsi Pepsi Night. You could it was do years half ago. Half Price yeah. Coke Night, yeah, uh, which doesn't sound real good. Get some Half Price Coke. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, why not? Uh, I'll move on. From why that. not over there? Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, but see, I don't go to games particularly because of the promotional schedule. That's never been, that's I where you and I are it. so different. Yeah. I, 
I'll look at it and be like, oh, I wonder what the the promotional night is. I think a standard that that should never go away is the fireworks nights because even if the team is terrible, if you want to go out and just enjoy a really good fireworks night uh, at the ballpark, they put on a spectacular show. So of all the things that they do, uh, I hope they would never do away with with fireworks night. Um, I don't know. I think it's is it Friday nights or Saturday nights were the the nights they would traditionally do it. Friday nights, yeah. Friday night, yeah. that is still a good time. And it's usually, you know, especially for someone with kids um, is something I would always look for them to keep, but uh, you're much more, you know, you know, eyes to the, to Twitter on, on when they release a promotional schedule. I know you're a Hawaiian shirt, big uh, white Sox Hawaiian shirt guy. I hope they never get rid of that um, on your behalf, but yeah, I mean, whatever they do. And if I'm there for it, great. But I'm not going to go to a game based on a promotional night. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to say you're wrong, but um, you know, you fan how you want to fan. Um, you I can get say it. I'm wrong. Uh, you don't forget, by the way, your your yeah. resolution is to be positive. So That's, make sure that well, and I'm going to be that positive. Means towards me uh, too. I'm going to I'm going to be uh, positive in in my thinking of what they could do here this upcoming year because we we know you're not going to you know, the ballpark necessarily to see the games. Okay. You're going because out of habit, you know, to hang out with your buddies and in, in whatever section you're at, because it's just what you do with your family or whatever. And maybe you do want to see the progress, but I, I don't even know what kind of progress you're going to see from certain guys. Cause I, I don't think they're going to even be around, you know, ne- either midway or, or next year, but promo wise, you know what I'd like to see them do is kind of, flesh out the the statues on the concourse i'd like to see a burly statue you know Mm -hmm. he does not have one he's got a retired number but he doesn't have a statue out there and you've honored him with you know this uh you know white Sox charity tarp bobblehead speaking of bobbleheads uh, this past season get that statue man i'd love to see that uh, unveiled now going in that same theme years ago they would release miniature statues um, mm-hmm. as, as a giveaway. You know, they had uh, Billy Pierce, Fisk. Uh, they did Canerico right away, Frank Thomas. I, I'd like to see them finish that off. You know, where, where's the Baines mini they statue? Short. You know, they, they, <laughs> they did stop short. You know, that's, you know, that, that can really rub people the wrong way. And mm-hmm. they, they did a mini Minoso, but... Uh, where's the Fox and Appling, uh, the Harold Baines? Uh, I'd like to see those. So continue with those. Finish it off. You know, as someone who's a collector, and I know there's a lot of people out there, it, it leaves me unsatisfied. I need to complete mm. the collection. You need you need to finish it off, okay? And then this is what I've been, you know, I've been banging this drum for a long time. Retire Ozzie Guillen's number. Like, like get that as a day, an Ozzie Guillen day. Re- retire the number. And it's bound to happen, you know, and maybe they're waiting for 2025, the 20th anniversary of uh, the the World Series. But that to me, if you're going to get fans in, that's, I think, a great promo day. Yeah, um, certainly, you know, as long overdue, uh, as as we've talked about a lot on this show, um, that's it's just interesting that. You know, you talk about the things that they they didn't finish doing. And it's like, it's right there. That's an easy idea with the other statues. It's like, well, we don't have to think real hard about this. It's just complete this. And, and we can kind of check that box. So 
um, that that would be that would be nice to see for collectors like you to have that done. And, and an Ozzy Guillen day, if you're looking for a day to fill the ballpark up, um, that's an easy one, right? And it doesn't really take a lot of thought. And you just go, okay, we've only had uh, one manager in the last you know hundred years to win a World Series. We might want to honor this guy who also was a rookie of the rookie of the year. Uh, you know when he played for us and played many many years at shortstop at a Gold Glove level. And was, you know, is an integral part of the the family, right? And and whether he says things that rubs the organization the wrong way or not, uh, he's a fan favorite. And you sometimes do have to pander to your fans, even though they haven't seemed to do that a lot lately. Yeah, it, it feels like fans are absolutely being punished um, as of late for for speaking up, you know, with sell the team stuff and, and this uh, unhappiness. We're being held accountable. How dare you speak up? How dare you have an opinion on how this organization is being run, how the ownership group is handling things, this, that, and the other. How dare you as a fan? And we're going to take things away. You know, we're not going to have these as opportunities anymore. You know, I've gone off, uh, you know, like a madman on, on the whole Sox Fest stuff. And, you know, Brian mentions it with parking, you know, lower parking. You know, that, that Sunday family parking crept up, didn't it? That, mm -hmm. that got a little bit more expensive over the last few years. How about you figure out a way to get fans into the game in an appropriate way? You know, instead of some kind of giant funnel uh, that, that goes into like one entry, you know, and then you're checking tickets every 50 feet uh, when you get into the game. Like, let's let's stop that. Hey, if you got a 500 level ticket, go explore the ballpark, especially with your with, with kids. Go check yeah. out the concourse. You know, they, they should. I understand the reason why they do that, probably for more security reasons than anything else. But you, you bring up a really good point with allowing people to go check out the ballpark that, you know, you only have you have a you, you have a budget to buy tickets in the 500 level. You should be able to walk around the, the lower bowl of the ballpark and take your kids uh, around places and do other things that you might not be allowed to do because of where you're seated at. It's just not. And again, not a way to, a good way to build up your fan base. I mean, I've been to over 20 stadiums. I don't remember ever being turned away from a section unless it was like under construction or something, or they, they yeah. were putting in new eateries or, or, or drinking options. That was the only time that I was turned away. I, I can't remember someone saying, no. You can't because you don't have the right ticket. Of course, if you're trying to climb into a skybox or something uh, or to a suite, you're going to have a problem with that. I get that. You know, th those are exclusive areas. But anywhere else in the general public of seating, you know, and again, if you're a family, that's like, look, I can only go to one or two games a year. And I'm really I'm just grabbing 500 level. But it's cool because, you know, my kids are going to be able to walk around the concourse. We can see the statues. We can see the history. Look, there's there's tastier stuff sometimes on the 100 level. That That's the whole disconnect that I talk about all the time. You know, not letting fans in uh, to see the White Sox batting practice. Give me a break. You know, I mean, how about that connection as a kid? If they care about this, you know, you get a ball tossed to you. I mean, that, that makes your year, you know, that makes your summer. You've got a fan for life sometimes because, uh, you know, a player signs something for you or 
you know, shagged a ball, threw it your way. I mean, the just the joy you see in kids' mm-hmm. faces, you know, when that happens, why not build upon that? Yeah. Am I missing something? I must be missing something because that just seems like it's so obvious. Well, it is obvious uh, to you and I because we're not in the organization and we're not answering to people. But um, if you're in on the inside of the organization, you have to look at money making opportunities whenever you can. So that's why there's exclusive events for that. That's why those go to uh, corporate sponsors that are allowed to take their partners out and and enjoy those events. And um, that's how it kind of goes, Nick. It's just really we're going to reserve those types of exclusive opportunities for our partners that um, invest with us so they can take those. Um, so you know, some 45, 50 year old can go and hopefully get a, a you know, a ball that was shagged, uh, throw it to them in the outfield. I mean, I get that. Like I, but I don't get that. Like, are you telling me like, well, you know, we're only going to let these executives that, uh, you know, our sponsors, they're, they're going to be able to see batting practice early and like have that, that kind of experience that a kid would want to see. We're not going to build our fandom that way. We, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's it's a business first mentality over there right now, Nick. It's just the way it is. I I don't know how to tell it any other any other way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it is business first. I I was having a conversation with a, a friend of mine. I think a friend of yours. Um, you know, he was selling uh, celebrating a birthday uh, this past Friday. Dan Dob Dan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. I know he's a friend of the podcast. And he said something, you know, he's very anti-Jerry, very anti-Jerry Reinsdorf. I, I don't know if he's going to even pay to go to a game this summer. Uh, he just was refusing to give any more money to Jerry. And he made a comment that, you know, I think it can be can we talked about a little bit in our fan-centric kind of way. Is, is Jerry doing all these types of things or, or not doing things and, and getting the fan base so disenchanted, apathetic? where he can look, he can kind of turn and say, nobody's showing up. Nobody's interested in this team. There's no point in me keeping it around here on the South side. It, it, very major league-esque, you know, to yeah. use the, 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 the kind of uh, setting of the movie. And I, I think that's casting, you know, a, a big net. But I, there might be maybe some truth into that of – well, if I just stop investing in this, I take away all these different perks from fans. Well, no one's going to show up, and I could I could get my way. You know, I could yeah. I could I could move this club. I can I can get this club out of the south side of Chicago at thirty fifth and Shields. I just wondered, Nick, and I know there has to be one uh, because I'm sure there's obviously lots of money involved with it. What what is the benefit of moving the team? What is the benefit to Jerry to just pick it up and and move it to a different location? Uh, I'm sure there's, I, I'm sure there's Stadium. obviously a lot of money you know, involved. If there's the if there's stadium guarantees in which he doesn't have to plunk down a lot of his money and it's publicly funded and it's mayors can get people to sign off on it, I, I just still fail to believe that um, anything would benefit him from leaving the third largest market. Uh, and going somewhere else. Maybe there is, maybe there is, but you don't, I just don't think that when teams move places, it's like in in any sport, are they going to a smaller market in most cases? 
is that usually the case of how it goes? I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I don't see teams going, all right, we're going to go look take the, the A's. They're going to be going to Las Vegas, right? I, I would have to imagine, um, even though you're looking at basically the San Francisco market, I, I don't know what would be a bigger market, but there's a ton of money and opportunity to move out to Vegas, um, with this, especially with the stadium deal. So maybe that's a bad example. I don't know, but you, you wouldn't hear of like the Mets saying, you know what? Uh, we're going to move to Nashville. Uh, we're, we're tired of being the second fiddle to the Yankees. We're, we're leaving New York city and we're going to, to Nashville because we can get us again, bad example. Cause city field is relatively new. And, and I don't think we, their owner would ever entertain, like ever yeah. operate like that. Yeah. I, I, and, and would you see, you know, the Dodgers going, you know what? Uh, it's been fun out here in, in Los Angeles. We're going to go to Palm Springs. Yeah. Let's just, let's move it out and, and go to a different market. Uh, after being here as long as we've had and, and growing roots here and, and having success and, and, and what we've done, I just don't see it happening. He, so we know the game, we know the game the playbooks out there for everybody. He's talked about what the playbook is. You gotta, you kind of play the, play the field a little bit and, and see who's going to blink first. And yeah. if it came down to it this time, I, I would say, uh, friend, this is this is the deal to stay. Um, we're, if you want to leave, leave. You know what? Yeah. What would what would a city want to keep him around for? You know what 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 benefit does the city have by keeping the Chicago White Sox? I, I don't think they're leaving. Um, but I thought it was an interesting take. It was one to just kind of toss around, you know, it, it, and how this podcast was formed many, many years ago is just, there's really no end to the discussion. You know, it's something that you, you, you chop up when you're at the bar or wherever. And, you know, I get that. I, I get an owner trying to completely deprive a fan base where nobody shows up. And it's just like, look, I mean, look at what has happened to this franchise, you know, because of their doing it's, it's just a sad situation right now. Um, but uh, uh, what's not sad is the folks that are joining in here uh, live. Really appreciate it. Uh, the subscribers has been jumping up, and that, that means a lot. Uh, we're, we, I'm shooting for the moon here, Pat. Uh, I wanted to hit 500 subscribers by opening day. We got a lot of work to do, so if you, you find it in your heart, if you could subscribe to another YouTube channel, uh, please uh, think about us. Uh, uh, hello to Ian uh, jumping in, Howard, Brian, Sydney. I know there was a couple others that I might have missed at the uh, at the beginning. Um, quick announcement here, Pat. Mm. Quick plug, and then we'll get into uh, Carlos Perez, who's uh, back in a white sex uniform. Thank God. Uh, so it, it was talked about on social media uh, recently. Uh, the good folks, uh, Ian and Danny, everybody doing. Uh, I mean, just doing outstanding work with White Sox Daily. Uh, they're emerging with with future socks. James Fox, who's a friend of the podcast, uh, uh, doing some outstanding work with future socks. He's taking over uh, future socks. And uh, I, I got asked to do some some work for future socks. I'll be just a contributor. Uh, I think I might be working with the great Danny Miller uh, on, on something. And there is there is even some talk. Uh, I don't know how often, uh, but that we might get kind of a TV show type of thing like the old sports reporters oh, uh, wow. maybe once a month with a panel uh talking white socks from so just a big old fat cigar uh <laughs> over like a poker table yeah uh and 
yeah, just, you know, I got to get those, like those green, you know, like the billiard lights, right. Mm -hmm. Where you could see the smoke billowing, like yeah. in the lights and everything. And I think I might have one of those green poker hats uh, that one of them might've wore. I don't know if it was Talinger or, uh, I, but so anyway, uh, this is an awesome thing that's going on. Uh, you know, I mean, I've talked about Ian and Danny and James and everybody that's contributed to White Sox Daily and Future Sox. And folks, get, like this is what's happening. That is what we're looking at. We're looking at the future. You know, I, I don't know what 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 is really going to happen at 35th and Shields. Uh, so again, once again, like we were back in 17, 18, maybe even 19, we're looking at what's coming up. You know, and they do an outstanding job. You and I, Pat, look, we're we're what's going on with the White Sox primarily, absolutely primarily, what's happening with the big league club. You know, we'll dip our toe yeah. in here and there, but hey, I know my lanes. Uh, you know, we know where we're at. Mm -hmm. So there's gonna be kind of a big league approach to future socks, and I'm gonna be uh contributing uh on that angle. Look at you. You are just a fast mover and shaker. Congratulations, buddy. That's great news. I can't wait to tune in. As well, Rick, you I know, would say, tune in. You know, <laughs> th thanks for not using the other one. Uh, ask me after the parade. That should oh. just be, anytime somebody asks you a question, I would just I challenge you as a social experiment. Just be like, ask me after the parade. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? What, what parade? Just ask me after the parade. Just not even like try to reference like that. It's something from the White Sox. Just always say, ask me after the parade. What are you going to do uh, for your uh, anniversary, Nick? Ask me after the parade. And, oh, and then people will stop asking you questions, you know, especially if you do it in the workplace mm -hmm. and you're new. This is the best. If you're new uh, to a job and you just like, I don't want to chit chat with people. Give those types of answers to people <laughs> and they will stop sidling up. If you still go into an office ever. They uh -huh. will stop making those cube chats, which before COVID, if you worked in an, an office cube environment, mm -hmm. those cube chats, man, people would just kind of come on over very office space, like put that elbow on the cube yeah. and you'd have these conversations. So someone asks you, you know, what are you doing for lunch? Ask me after the parade. That'll stop all of those little idle chit chats. Awesome. So, I'll, I'll remember that if yeah. I ever come up to you and you say that to me, I'll, I'll know to move on. <laughs> it may, maybe it was parade. That, that, that would be, <laughs> that would be, that would be great if you use plural parades. It's one thing <laughs> to try to confuse somebody on ask me after the parade singular, but when you say after I the I won't be parades, ready to address that until at least two parades happen. <laughs> then you've got people's wheels turning like, who is mm -hmm. this nut? Uh, so do something like that. So again, uh, Pat, look at, I've made no secret about, you know, I, I am extremely passionate about, you know, creating White Sox content, talking White Sox, obviously had some experience with lockdown. Hey, in 2024, I, I might be interested in getting more into some daily work uh, somehow. So uh, very appreciative that they asked me to come on and do some stuff and excited for that. That's fantastic. And, and I can't wait to see you around a, a round table with a big old fat cigar uh, with a, you know, some type of great hat or some of uh, the, the paper sign that says press in it, something like yeah. that would love it. Yeah. Uh, all right. We, we talked about the catcher situation in the previous episode, uh, Maldonado's on board, uh, thankfully. And Carlos Perez was, he was DFA'd. And this is from, uh, MLB trade rumors, uh, 
this was just last week here. Uh, White Sox announced that catcher Carlos Perez has been assigned outright to AAA. Uh, the 27-year-old was designated for assignment last week uh, to make room for uh, Chris Flexen on the 40-man roster. Uh, now that he's been successfully passed through waivers, uh, the White Sox have chosen to outright him to the minor league. So you've got uh, Lee, Maldonado, and, and Stassi, and now Perez in the minors. So uh, anytime someone says they just like pass through the waivers, it just, for some reason, I think of like Andy Dufresne, just like passing through that long pipe, you know, that that long sewage pipe, just like, just... A bunch of ugly I passed through, and I'm right back to kind of where I started. Nobody wanted. I just think about, like, okay, luckily he passed through waivers so we could get him. Like, nobody – it just shows that nobody really wanted him, right? Like, oh, it doesn't sound like a good thing. Well, but yeah, anyway, I, so that happened, and that's yeah. uh, that's something. Again, yeah. a flurry of activity lately. Uh, more activity. Uh, another former Royal uh, outfielder, Brett – Phillips has agreed to a deal with the White Sox. Energy uh, guy. And so, you know, I, I, you know, I don't think his slash line is, is very tasty. Uh, I don't you, think he's can got you give it. me a little, do you have it in front of you? Or I no? don't, you know, I didn't even bother because I just. <sighs> the numbers were so low. They, they couldn't even be spoken on, <laughs> on live air. Microscopic. I just wondered the speed that's if, if there was a note about speed, mm. um, you know, he's got a lot of TWTW. Yes. Um, you know, that that's what I think we're trying to figure out here. You, know, you can't measure the size of a man's heart, Nick. It's, I mean, it's I guess you could. True. I mean, if you wanted to really do that, I suppose you I believe could. you can. I believe that's what Dr. But you know what I mean? Figuratively, you can't sure. really, you know, it's uh -huh. the, not the, the, the fight of the size of the man or the man and the size of the, whatever the term is, mm -hmm. you can't measure. You were going to yeah, measurable. Sure. It, so uh, it's, you know, what, who knows if he even wears a white sacks uniform on the South side, but uh, you know, and, and again, we're going to, we're going to get all hot and bothered that he's a former Royal and that's the joke. And I think it's absolutely hilarious, whether it's executives that are coming in, which I think just recently uh, one jumped on board uh, with the socks, whether it's players, it's just, I, I'm sorry. It, you know, it, there's a type. It's this Getz, Grafol, two-headed monster. And, you know, they talked a lot about this. You know, the, the chemistry and we want to be better defenders. And, and there was a lot of speed and, you know, all this stuff. But I have not seen one player yet that is going to be a difference maker. You know, so again, when you go back and you say to me, well, we're in the AL Central, fortunately. You know, I don't think it's going to take much for us to bounce back. You know, we can compete in 2024 with what? You know, how have you gotten better? How have you put yourself even in the central, you know, ahead of the pack? I, I don't see it right now. It's still early. It's January 7th, mm -hmm. but. <laughs> when is it not early, though, in the offseason? The offseason. Well, been that's going the question. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, I mean. I mean, it's, and that's that's what always would bug me about you know when you talk about the actual season starting, it's like oh it's early or they've gotten off to a slow start, and you can't say that like in May, it's not early anymore, and they're not off to a slow start. It's just who they are. So at some point, uh, the off season isn't early anymore. This is just who, what it's going to be. I, I there isn't going to be an opportunity for us to really improve this major league club this year. I don't 
I just don't foresee it happening. And, and everybody's just hanging on when is Cease going to get traded um, and whether, you know, we're wasting the opportunity or we're holding out for too much. It's, it's like, you just, the whole fan base is just kind of on this, uh, you know, I don't know, just roller coaster ride of every day is when is Cease going to get traded. And I just wonder if, you know, if he doesn't get traded, what will that do to him? Like mentally uh, to start off the season, do you think that weighs on him? Do you think it matters to him? He seems a very cerebral type of guy. I'd just be curious to see the type of pitcher that he becomes this year, pitching for a team that doesn't really want him. You know what I mean? If they, if it doesn't happen, what kind of Dylan Cease are you going to get to the beginning of the season? Yeah, it's tough to measure a man's mindset um, without. Easy there. Watch yourself. <laughs> I get exactly what you're saying. Um, I th- that's the psychology, of course, and you know, depending on who you talk to or what you read, I mean, that's a that's most of the game, right? It's it's all mental. You know, mm-hmm. it's so uh, knowing where you should be, know, knowing the situation, uh, overcoming those demons, uh, as is many sports and pitching. You're out there on your own, man. I mean, it's really you're, you're relying on a lot of people, but you, you kind of feel like you're on an island. And when he's looking around and he's looking at what the White Sox are doing. And, and what they're saying without saying it. He, he knows his situation. He knows his worth. He's, he's a Boris client. I, I think that would, honestly, I think that would, that would irritate me. Mm-hmm. I think I would say, just do it already. Yeah. Just let me go. And, and to mm-hmm. the White Sox, it's like, well, we're trying to find the best deal possible. You know, we're yeah. going to let other teams, uh, you know, battle, battle it out. And, you know, there were so many articles this past week about, you know, it, Hey, any team that needs a reliable starter, another reliable starter is in, Yeah, you know, even if they're not being mentioned, of course, there's some favorites like the Yankees or the Orioles, but any team that could use a reliable starter. Sure. He had a dip number wise, but the guy takes the ball every fifth day and, you know, he's been, he's been healthy. So do you really want to start the season with him and risk it? If he is going to be traded at the trade deadline, of course, you don't want to give him away from nothing. But to your point a few minutes ago, you know, are they trying to be too greedy? Are they yeah. trying to look for something and find something that's just is look, you're asking for almost the impossible. You know, sure, you can ask for that, but that's not the reality. You're not going to get that, you know, and, and this is yeah. this is Getz's first big situation, right? Anybody could sign uh flexin or or chad cool and bring them in it's this situation that i think uh, we're going to be looking at gets at and it's and and it's gets is still in the the catbird seat i guess when you talk about there's multiple teams interested so that's a good thing when you have multiple teams that do want your guy or your client or your your you know your player um and for for uh, Cease, it's a good situation because the teams that want him are teams that are going to be contending. So I, I would, I just wonder though too for for Cease for him, you know, going into this knowing that he's probably going to get traded. If he doesn't get traded by, you know, the, the beginning of the season, it would be before the trade deadline. I would imagine, just my thinking, that he'd be extremely motivated to perform well because you know that it's going to be the top teams in baseball vying for his services. 
and he's going to go somewhere that a team is in contention and he's got a chance to go pitch in the playoffs. So maybe if I'm Dylan Cease, I'm hoping that I don't get traded now because you don't know what could happen to a team injury wise or what could happen. You know, projected Hmm. team may not perform well and they may become sellers before, you know, before that's all said and done. So maybe he's looking at like, listen, you know, I'd love to just kind of know where I'm going to be at to start the season and not have to kind of play this game of where might I be. But maybe he is kind of hoping that he starts the season as a Chicago White Sox and, and pitches as as well as he possibly can. And then he's going definitely to a team that's in contention that's that's probably also going to be, you know, because the teams that are contention are usually teams that, you know, with, are, are motivated to sign people. Right. If you pitch well and and look at this, I, 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 I like that. I, I think that makes sense from Cease. What if he stays on the White Sox again? Hypothetical. Who knows the right answer? But maybe you could speak just from your fan perspective. He stays with the White Sox to begin 2024. There's some health. There's some success from Mancada. I'll try to say that with a, with a straight face and be positive. Vaughn. Um, Maybe your guy, maybe your improves guy. Mm-hmm. my guy, my guy. Uh, Robert does what Robert has been doing. Maybe Aloy Jimenez is still around. And, you know, this is it's, it's difficult to talk myself into it because I really I don't know what the starting rotation is going to look like. But what if the Sox are hanging around? you know, near the top of the AL Central. Oh my gosh. And you, and you, you can't... You really are sticking to this New Year's resolution, aren't you? <laughs> I told you I'm going to try to stay positive. This is how mm-hmm. I also think. I can be very just, you know, black and white. And, and in this situation, it's kind of negative with this team. But what if they are by the trade deadline? They're within a few games of the top of the Central. Now, you can't give me the line. Gets can't say, well, we're not, we're not playing for the Central. You know, we're, we're actually playing for bigger things. No, you're not this year. You, you might be talking about maybe beyond. So if you're a few games away from the division, you're going to flip C's still. Wow, that's a big what if. Um, I don't, if you're having that type of season, because there's still another year of control, right? There's two years of control. So you could theoretically, um, say we're that'd be so odd for me to think that the Sox could be in go for it mode and go from um right now we're at the beginning of this you know before the season even starts and they're talking about being sellers to you know can we be buyers by the trade deadline I just don't I don't envision that and I also it'll be I, I don't know gets I don't know where where his head's at like if you if it was Kenny Williams you would kind of know Kenny was always in kind of go for it mode. Even if it was at the expense of getting rid of players that were your future sure, and, and yeah. getting guys that really didn't <laughs> were well past their prime, but they, he thought it was like the, the last piece that was going to put us over the edge. Kenny was aggressive in, in that way. Sometimes um, Rick seemed very calculated. And when he got the reins and was able to make some decisions, not every single one, as we've come to find out, um, but he wanted to almost be like everything had to be perfect before he would move some chips around and get into the game. I don't know how Chris Getz operates. I, I'm, I'm really hey, this is a telling situation, you know, this ceasing of how he might operate in the future. Like this is his yeah. big, this is the big one here. This is the biggie. 
It, um, if you're looking at it, Nick, and you're like, okay, this team's not very good. I have two eyes. I can tell this team's not very good, but somehow they are, you know, within striking distance or maybe a game or two up in this division. I can't even believe I'm saying that. I think <laughs> that I think Chris Getz would look at it and go, and again, I have no idea. I'm just imagining, like, listen, this is fool's gold. Let's not get caught up in in what this is right here. We know who these players really are. I know who this pitcher is, and Maybe there's some building blocks that are here now, but if I want to add to those those blocks that I have, I have to move off this pitcher and almost white flag this season, which I, you know, the the fan base would probably be irate, but I just, I, I would think that that's the way baseball is these days. It's like, let's let's not get caught up in, in maybe something that's not real and mortgage our future and the opportunity to do something to build us for some sustained success. Yeah. which the team has never experienced. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I feel Look, like maybe, or maybe I'm just talking right now. Baseball. We're talking White Sox baseball on January 7th. We are nuts. Okay. <laughs> We're crazy and it's okay to be crazy. We got a bunch of folks uh, that are kind enough to join us here, uh, uh, live on the YouTube channel, folks that are going to be listening to the audio. We're all crazy. We're all nuts here. Because we're Sox fans and and we're passionate about it. And, and these are the type of conversations we have even in the dead of winter. We might not even have to worry about it. Uh, fan graphs came out with their very early projections. I love projection season. You know mm-hmm. I do. I, I love when I love all kinds of projections. I love all the different types. Uh, this one is an early one from fan graphs in the order of the central. And our bet doesn't look very good right now, Pat, when we got in uh plus 3,500 on the Sox winning the division. Uh, Fangraphs has the order as Twins, Guardians, Tigers, Royals, White Sox. Uh, we can't even. So, well, the Royals, White Sox, that's a, t- that's a same. <laughs> same. Same, same. It's glass, but it's this same. is the same. It's the a, it's it's a same. High. Same thing. Uh, the White Sox whisperer. Uh, <laughs> that would make me so happy. The <laughs> They tied. Uh, the Whisperer, uh, Bob Nightingale, uh, had something in the USA Today. Uh, tell me it was something about Tony La Russa still being involved and in <laughs> making was... sure that uh, we want to make sure that everybody knows that Tony is here and available. <laughs> it was uh, eight eight paragraphs on Tony, and then there was a little blurb here on uh, some predictions. Uh, again, predictions, projections. Uh, Nightingale with his 10 predictions that uh, might happen or still might happen before the season starts. Uh, number seven, uh, Dylan Cease will stay put. Uh, the Chicago White Sox will open spring training with Dylan Cease and could even carry him until the July trade deadline. Uh, they have had uh, serious trade discussions with about a half dozen teams, currently including the Yankees and Orioles. Uh, but no one has stepped up and is willing to offer a package of at least two top 100 prospects uh, and two other players. Uh, the White Sox can't afford to be patient. There's no pressure to move him uh, right now. That's from uh, the Whisperer. So you know that that's that the trade isn't going to happen. I don't see it. Tra- no, hearing that from Bob Nagel, I don't believe he'll get traded until the trade deadline. There you go. That's yeah. what I believe now. Now that that yeah. bad news Bob brought it up. That was uh, that was fresh. Uh, I think Sunday morning. So. Yeah. Well, good for Bob Nightingale. I'm excited to, to hear more from Bob this season. Um, you know, and all his predictions about yeah. the Chicago White Sox that will inevitably come true. 
Uh, always a treat. Um, yeah, as LA said in the comments here, um, if you want to go another positive spin, you know, before we, you know, wrap up here for this episode, look, all these guys, all these warm bodies that they're, that they're grabbing and, you know, we laugh about it and, and you know, some might not see a white Sox uniform. Some of this might be as we played this game in 17, 18, 19, they, they might be used for a different trade or something. Uh, if, Getz and company and, and Grafol obviously is a huge part of that, unfortunately, are looking for the culture. They're looking for the identity. They're looking for all this stuff, the, these uh, the, these qualities that you almost can't define. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the flashiest players, you know, the most high profile players. You know, it could be a collection of players that just they play really well. They play well together. They buy into a mentality, a mindset. You know, they play for one another. You know, they do every little thing they possibly can. And that that could define leadership. You know, it, it doesn't always have to be the most vocal. It, it's who is doing absolutely everything they can, uh, you know, to, to get an extra base, you know, grab a strike, get an out, whatever you can to help this team. I still think you need... You need good pitching, even in the AL Central. You need good to great pitching if you're going to do anything. And you got to have depth. Where are the home runs? Where are the offense right now? I have no idea. Um, but I, you know, I don't. Is is Grafol getting everything he wants right now? That's what I would ask him. If if he held a, a AMA and and he was uh, sitting in an airport lobby or something and, and playing this game, and he just you know tweeted out posted whatever ama i'd say are you are you happy are you getting everything that you wanted is the team and be honest if you would is the is the rosters the team is the collection of players is this looking more like the type of team the chemistry that you envisioned a year or so ago well i i don't think he knows really what he has until they get into spring training and see how the pieces that he has brought in kind of mesh and gel and, and all that stuff. But boy, oh boy, Nick, it, it's really hard for me to, to, if, if I was him, I'd say, Nick, it's really hard for me to kind of tell you what I have until, you know, they, they get on the grass. Liar. Um, I would say to him, you, well, again, he, if guys go out there and LA, you know, brought up, you know, last time that they, they had a, a bunch of try hard guys that were small ball type guys. They won the world series, um, which, which is great. Um, but they had a, a fantastic starting staff the, and the, the we didn't know it was fantastic until, until it yeah. happened, but it was at least a solid staff. We were, we were looking at going into spring training right now. You have a guy and you have a lot of other question marks or, or not anybody there yet. So, um, that's where I would say we still need to have something that you can kind of hang your hat on, at least going into 2005, you thought, you know, we'll be able to hang, uh, in a lot of games, mostly we knew, we knew Burley, we knew Freddie, um, yeah. it was like, okay. Uh, you know, Contreras Garland was always this guy of like, when is he going to emerge? You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, no, I, I get what you're saying. And I think that probably is the right answer from Grafol. I would be a, an ass and probably push him even further, but he probably doesn't know. He might say, this is kind of what I wanted. This was my idea. 
it, it feels right on paper, but yeah, you, you, you aren't going to know uh, in, until pitchers and catchers report, which is like coming up quick, man. I mean, mid February, we're almost at a month away, which is kind of fun. That is, that is a little bit scary to think about, but yeah. also exciting. And uh, you know, it'll be nice at some point to actually talk about when, when they get on the field and we will have things. React Absolutely. To and, oh, and see yeah. what else, you know, the, that Chris has up his sleeve. And I'd mentioned that it is get very late now feeling to me in the off season, but there is still uh, work to be done. And, and you could be looking at it from a fan base uh, of other fan bases that, that really haven't done anything. There, there are some teams sure. out there that haven't done a whole yeah. lot of anything. One of them being on the North side. And again, this isn't a, you know, Sox are going to be better than the Cubs. That's not going to happen this year. That's not going to be the case. But you look at the Cubs that were supposed to be contending this year and, and in, in prime position, they might make still moves, uh, but they haven't done anything um, other than getting a new manager, which I wish we had. But uh, other sure. than paying a lot of money for a new manager, they haven't really done a whole heck of a lot. So, yeah. um, you know, at least the Sox have done things. Yeah, they have done things. <laughs> Th- things have happened. done things um, yeah. wake up that's on his checklist chris gets wake <laughs> up make the bed and do things just yeah, sign anybody you can to minor league deals next time when we talk i think we might be able to have a promo schedule to at least chop up and who knows uh any other warm bodies uh that could be uh brought to the south side so pat always a pleasure buddy it really is hey, socks therapy, man. Great. Uh, congratulations on the opportunity that you have. I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, do some some great things with uh, with those folks. So uh, good for you. And uh, and I'm just got one thing I will say. Um, it's a little belated, but I know she's going to be listening. Happy 70th birthday to my mother, uh, oh. who uh, turned uh, 70 on the sixth. So I know she'll listen wow. to this. I don't know if she'll listen all the way to the end of the show, but. Uh, happy birthday, Kathy Hester. 70th birthday. I told her the other day on her birthday, but yeah, I will tell her show. again in, in yeah. podcast form. Good for you. Uh, and, and happy birthday, Mrs. Hester. Uh, kind of like a second mom. She is a wonderful, wonderful uh, lady. Outstanding cook. I have benefited from some wonderful meals. So happy birthday to you. Uh, folks, thank you so very much. Jumping in uh, live on our uh, YouTube feed uh, in the comments and uh, find the audio absolutely everywhere. Subscribe where you can. Uh, we are on Twitter X at Good Guys TV. We've got a Facebook fan page. We'll uh, try all over again uh, next week uh, unless something big happens. Uh, oh, wow. Well. We, we, we always can have that emergency pod. Uh, in our there was pocket. just too many things that have happened, Nick. We couldn't do emergency pod for all the big moves that were made. So we. As I was saying, we, we might just have to have a collection of all of the former Royals. Like we'll, we'll do a whole tribute episode to that. Uh, kind of like they do at the Oscars where they just name off all the people that have unfortunately passed away. We'll just mm-hmm. do a whole, just, we'll just name all of the Royals that are now on the White Sox, the former That's Royals. a promotional night. It's, it's Royals it night. It's Royals night. Uh, it's another idea. Uh, we're just throwing these out for free. Uh, so mm-hmm. again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for Pat Hester, uh, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.